Welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Eric. It is Wednesday at noon. It and, is. Uh, hopefully this is the last time in this studio. Uh, well, you know, maybe. Maybe. I, I hope so. We got we got pieces in. It, pieces. There's pieces here. There's pieces in my my shop. There's pieces in my yard. I, we got we got pieces all over the place. It's uh it's shaping up. We're, we're, we we can see what we we can see the pieces how they might come together. So we that's can. good. We can. Yep. Um, but hey, uh, we have uh we have an awesome show in store for y'all today. Um, you know, you say that every week, like every week is an awesome show. Well, because I think they are. All well, they, awesome. well, they, well, okay. I mean, we we hope they are. It's like we're, every Sunday, that's we're awesome. We're excited. Well, of course, you better be. We're inching closer to a hundred. I know. It's great. I think we're at ninety two. I think it was ninety two, ninety three, maybe. Um, I can never keep it straight. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we do have a good show, and we've talked in the past. Uh, we did a whole show about creationism versus evolution, and kind of the. The reality is there are lots of viewpoints in Christendom, Christendom about that uh, issue. Um, but uh, but today uh, we want to talk specifically about the James Webb Telescope and some discoveries that they've made since I, that thing's been in the air. I bet they don't even have a clue what you're even talking about. Maybe not, but the James Webb Telescope is basically has basically replaced the Hubble Telescope. And it's this uh, space-bound telescope that is super, super powerful and can see deep, deep, deep into than ever. outer space. And uh, I don't know. I'm a. I, you could almost watch the original Star Wars through this thing. <laughs> you see it bouncing or back. Battlestar Galactica, or even Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek, Star Trek, Trek. whatever. It's an E, not an A. Star Trek. Okay, but you could watch that. <laughs> you could watch that. No, yeah, uh, it, it it can see farther into the, gal- the galaxy, the universe than ever before, and so um, they made a discovery, and I think it's worthy of us commenting in lieu of our belief that God created everything. <laughs> so this is what we're different. I-, I could really care less, but that's what you said when we <laughs> had our pre-show, and I was like, "Okay, we don't have to do this." Then and you're like, "No, you care about it, so we'll do I it." I just want I want our viewers to know that this is a one-sided conversation because, and no, we're not talking about the, aliens. And we're not talking about really evolution and creation either. We're we're talking about well, cre- well creation, creation part of it, not the evolution. Certainly part, not the evolution part. But yeah, I mean, y- y- all right. So you know about the telescope? You read the article, you laugh at the article, and you move on with life. That's kind of where my position is. Yeah. Did you even read it when I sent it to you? I did. Well, I read it like two hours later. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Or did you skim it? No, I actually read it. Oh, good. So I was you. interested, and then I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was in. I need to be careful what I send him then, I guess, so that he doesn't get uninterested in the things I send him. Right. Um, but uh, before we get there, just a, a word of note, uh, announcement, I guess. Uh, we, we've been talking for a few weeks. Uh, this Sunday is a great Sunday at our church. Um, it's uh, State the of the Church week. State of the Church. You know, it's a, our beginning of our new church year for whatever reason. In the Church of the Nazarene, the church here starts in March. We cannot work in the calendar. We just can't. <laughs> they don't start with January 1. I don't understand, yeah. but that's how it always is. Yeah, they end in a month that has, like, some years, one extra day even. <laughs> Could we make it any harder to be a Nazarene? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it could either be 28 or 29 days the, <laughs> the, the month before. So, anyway, um, but uh, but this is going to be a really fun Sunday. Um, we I'm, lo- I'm excited because we get to talk about the new theme for the year we get to talk about the new theme we get to talk about vision and 
one of the things that's been fun in the two, the three plus years now that I've been here, can't um, count that high, can you? It's well, it's really been <laughs> two years when it comes to the visioning stuff yeah, where okay. we've really worked closely in visioning stuff. But, um, but God has really come through in the vision each year and what God has been revealing to us for each year. And uh, I think that's definitely true going into twenty twenty three through twenty twenty four. And, um, and we try very hard to make this. Sunday, a fun and not just boring business Sunday. Like, and it will be that. I, I I'm confident that this Sunday is going to be fun and interesting. And maybe we say things that get us in trouble. Who knows? No, I will not. You will, but that's good. It is fun because we're going to review, short review, and then we're going to talk where we are and where we're heading. And it just all fits the theme, and we're off. The stage will look different. The the way we do music even will be different. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Some of our people are gonna speak. Some yep. Some people will speak. Yep. Have you talked to them? Have I you have. let them know? I have. Have they said I, yes? I, I've only got one that I'm worried about. <laughs> Her name is Susan. <laughs> oh, Diane didn't say yes. Susan. Oh, she said yes too. I'm doing both. Oh, I had to I had to balance it. Ah, <laughs> balance the Susan. Mayorness yeah. with yeah. Uh, Diane, I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we'll be right back, and we'll get right into this uh, article from Forbes that I think is just very interesting to me, not to him. All right. So, all right. Uh, so uh, really seriously, before you get into this, all right. So those of you that are watching oh, can see this. Uh, those of you that are not watching, you might want to like look at a screen uh, for this. Because I was given this by our senior adult group uh, last week at lunch. It is the world's best and ultimate coffee mug. It is. Uh, it says I'm. I am down to just one cup a day, and it literally fits. I. I think three quarters of a pot of coffee in here. I haven't tried it yet, but by Sunday, it will have been broken in. So that's. Um, but it's gorgeous. It, it weighs a ton. Feel how heavy that is. That's like legit, dude. That's like a that, water. That's a, empty. That's enough water for me for like no, no, coffee. 20 minutes. Coffee. It says coffee. Well, it yeah. doesn't say coffee on it, but. You already had coffee it in be. it, I guess. Well, it's, it, well, okay. It drip, it, no, it, it dribbled because I put this cup in there. So it dribbled a little anyway. bit. So anyway, I had to show that, so there you go. That's my. Thank uh, you for the hot chocolate, by the way. That is a new galaxy of coffee right there. That's Java, hot, that's, j- they don't pay us, but Java Junkies. If you like hot chocolate, don't ever go to Starbucks. Theirs is gross. Oh no, we we can't throw other businesses under the sorry, stone. Sorry, like Starbucks. I I don't like your co- your hot chocolate. Um, but Java Junkies, great hot chocolate. Yeah, they well, are fantastic. When it goes in your mouth, you couldn't actually hit your mouth with it this morning. You got it. Yeah, you can't even see it anymore. Okay, it's like a sippy <laughs> yeah. cup. You see, can't, see, you there's can't like, drink out of a sippy like cup. There's like a little little oval there where you you get the the, the juice out of. And uh, I, I put my mouth there, and so when I went to drink, it all See, came out. If you have this, this big dog, you don't have to worry about some little hole. You just guzzle. All right, back to your topic. <laughs> Guzzling coffee. <laughs> Guzzling. All right. So uh, so Forbes, usually a business-oriented uh, news source, I guess. Oh, there's money involved here. Um, they have this uh, article that came out uh, February 22nd, so last Wednesday, a week ago. And uh, this is what the article's title is, or headline. These new web telescope images are, quote-unquote, universe breakers, say baffled scientists. 
I always like any headline that says that scientists are baffled. Baffled. Because yeah. that, that tells me that there's something interesting in the article right. for me. Because they always follow the science, and then it's like, oh, the science doesn't make sense here. <laughs> um, and, I, and I like the phrase universe breakers. So if, if it's going to be hard to see. But there are images in this, so you can look it up on Forbes and see the images that they have posted. So just to before we get into the article and kind of dig through this a bit, um, and then give some scripture that kind of illustrates our opinion, at least. Um, there is, <laughs> there are a few scientific theories that are important to remember. Take you back to your, you know, probably sixth, seventh, eighth grade science class. I, I, I would think you'd know it by then. Uh, the Big Bang theory: uh, this idea that out of nothingness comes something, became something, and there are a bunch of planets and universes, stars, whatever. Okay, and then uh, the second theory that I think is important to to keep in mind here is, in science class, you learn that matter is neither created nor destroyed. Everything we see is created of matter is created from matter is made up of matter. Maybe is a better way of putting it, um, and that you can't destroy that. That you may destroy the cup, but the matter itself still exists right. um, in some form somewhere. Um, so I've always had this thought, like. With the Big Bang Theory, how is it possible, <laughs> from a scientific perspective, to believe that the planets, the stars, the universe itself just appeared out of nothingness without any matter? Like, that goes against the law of matter can be neither created nor destroyed. Um, and I don't know if you heard this a lot, but I certainly have in the church. Um, when people will talk about the Big Bang Theory, I hear Christians often will say things like, yeah, Big Bang Theory is true. Bang! God said it, and it happened. Yep. Some some variation of that. That's really is kind that, of the okay, Christian. That's just really cheesy. I'm it just is. Really, it's it's really cheesy, but Christians say it. Um, and while I I agree with the premise of that, it it is too cheesy. <laughs> it's cheesy, and it, it and it's a turn off to our culture. I mean, yes. it's one of those like nah, 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 God said it, and it's done. Okay, so we believe that, but you can say it a little nicer. Right. Um, okay, so that brings us to this article from last Wednesday. It brings you to this article. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the James Webb Telescope uh, last year um, began sending images back to uh, NASA and other scientists and whatnot. Um, and this telescope is just a big satellite that has a telescope on it, and it is somewhere in deep space, and it is taking images of the universe um, from different angles and things. And um, as they get these images back, they're they're finding new planets, new galaxies that they didn't even know existed. It is pretty amazing. It's really awesome. Some of the pictures, like they have that one picture that just you see every star that is within the field of, of the picture. And it's it's crazy what what was created. Things are so compact. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what the article was saying, too. Th things here that they're discovering. Like in our galaxy, it's kind of all, it's, it's spread out. We have space and space, yeah. right? But these galaxies are like, boom, condensed. It's like add water and they'll grow kind of thing. But Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on July 12th of last year, the universe changed forever. Uh, I'm reading from the article. <laughs> Wait till Jesus comes back. <laughs> Scientists still don't know for sure what happened. But on that Tuesday, the first deep field, as they called it, images from the James Webb Space Telescope were released. And astronomy has been in a frenzy ever since. Over six months later, the story of how our universe changed that day is becoming clearer. But the cause was clear. The JWST, which is the James Webb Space Telescope, its ability to see back what they say is 13 and a half billion years near the beginning of the universe as we know it. 
Um, this is what uh, one person who is a, an astronomy professor who's part of this project said. He said, when we got the data that day, everyone just started diving in and massive things popped out really fast. Uh, so they they got this information. They saw these the field picture, the field picture that we were just discussing. And they began to try and analyze what's going on. Now, what he's specifically talking about is that there were six galaxies that they found um, in this deep field picture um, that they believe existed 500 to 700 million years after the Big Bang, which in terms of the time of the universe is a very short period of time. Right. Not much time for growth. Not much time for growth. And they said that the universe at that time was only 3% of its current age. So, again, really small period of time. And it appeared that it was more massive than the scientists have ever expected, meaning that there were fully formed galaxies, stars, planets, and whatnot, basically from the beginning of the Big Bang, which has blown up their theory of how the Big, B- Big Bang happened and what happened after the Big Bang. Uh, one scientist says, it's bananas. You just don't expect the early universe to be able to organize itself that quickly. These galaxies should not have had time to form. That's like the favorite line that uh, I love. Th- I love that, that. I've got it like frozen right there. Yep. Uh, the person who said that her name is Erica Nelson. She's co-author of the new research and assistant professor of astrophysics at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, the first guy he said we've been informally calling these objects universe breakers. And they've been living up to their name so far. Um, you can go on and read the rest of this. Um, it gives kind of more detail and whatnot in this. But I want to I want us to discuss for a little bit. <laughs> I find it interesting that nowhere in this article, uh, nowhere that I could find when I looked to see if there were other articles regarding this, does anyone suggest what I think is very clear and very obvious here? Scientists, number one, don't know what they're talking about when it comes to the bigness and the vastness of our universe. <laughs> they really just don't know. There's there's a lot that they don't understand about the beginnings of the universe and how things went down. The second thing is, I, I also think that it's interesting that they don't even suggest, um, I would imagine many of them are atheists, they don't even suggest the, the, the reality that this strongly suggests that what the Bible says about the beginning of the, of the universe makes a whole lot more sense mm-hmm. in light of this. I mean, it makes a whole lot more sense. They don't see how it's possible that galaxies and planets and stars and whatnot formed together so quickly. We know how that happened. <laughs> and we'll get to the scripture in a bit. But why do you think there's such a, a resistance from the scientific community to even bring that into the conversation as a possibility? Well, I think first, I don't know if I would agree with like scientists, you know, don't, I don't know how you said that. They they don't, did you say something like they don't have like all the answers or they don't have the understanding of how things started? You said something like that. Okay. Um, They don't really understand anything about what's going on in real life. Yeah. So I don't know if I really agree with that because I think scientists are really, really smart. And I mean, they're way smarter than me. Um, And I think the whole thing of science, the whole basis of science is that we're continually learning. Right. So I think scientists are always going to take that approach of, of, okay, wow, this is a surprise moment for us, but hey, we're continually learning, which we should be, even as Christians, continually learning. Would you agree? Sure. Okay. sure. So, but the, many times they, they act as though, like, 
they've they've acted as though a theory, Big Bang theory. It's not right. Big Bang law. It's not Big Bang truth. It's Big Bang theory. It's right. a, it's a suggestion. Um, they many scientists will will act as though that's just settled science and that's been proven. And in the reality, it hasn't been proven as a theory. Like they have no evidence to actually suggest that that actually took place. Right. Right. The way that they believe it did. Right. So, so I do think though, science though is is always it's always progressing. Right. We're always learning more. And so you hit the shocking moment of this new, you know, piece of glass that is so, you know, high in its magnification that you can now watch, you know, Star Wars on in other <laughs> galaxies, which is which really is cool. Um, and to be able to count these new galaxies and, and actually compute them and how close in proximity uh, everything is together and compared to the, the galaxy we live, right? And, and and so I find that I find that really intriguing and really interesting out of the whole article. So that's kind of where I think I spent my time researching. Um, and and then you said you know you don't know if the other articles are out there. For, there are some articles because uh, I, I like looked. I, I'm like looking for okay, how many people are talking about this? And I couldn't really find a whole lot of people talking about it. Except for a few scientists, mm-hmm. um, so you know, show me a YouTube video. I'll watch that, right? Um, but nobody reads articles these days anymore. I, I, I know it's like we want it quick, we want it now. Just give me the deets. So, um, but I think I think the idea of the the pushback and, and the or not even the pushback, but the what would you ask the what's holding the, the scientists? The, the resist they have the they have a resistance to the, even the suggestion. That maybe there's something beyond what they yeah. can possibly understand yeah. here. So from what the scientists I know in my life that I've come across in my ministry is uh, I've had scientists that are strictly just scientists. There's, I mean, they, they go to church probably more out of duty than anything because they don't want to be labeled atheist. Um, but then there's some really smart scientific people that have been teachers and educators that I highly respect, and and they have the love of God in their heart, and they've been able to talk creation and evolution as as in the realms of Christianity and science, and to sit there in those those um, those moments of watching them teach and listening to them teach, they're fascinating. I mean, the guy I'm thinking of is just very very fascinating in his, in his teaching, <clears throat> and he could handle the pushback from the well the Sunday school class that he was he was teaching this in and uh but he did it in such a smooth way of like well science could be wrong in this christianity could be wrong in this um but he always brought it back to where here's where science stands here's where christianity stands now you choose and i don't think the scientific world operates that way so i think that's Mm -hmm. where the resistance is we are always right and we just went through pandemic where hey follow the science well that look 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 what that look what that mentality did to the globe if you're not a scientist, it ripped us apart, mm-hmm. right? So I think that they they just have the mentality of like, well, even even science has the answers, apart. right? Science has the answers, so that just gives natural resistance. So the flip side, devil's advocate here, because I know you like that term, because that's what the term is. Uh, that's what you said last week, anyway. Um, it, it's it's uh, the Christian side of it is like, hey, we are we are right, yeah, and we can prove it, and. You know, all your carbon dating stuff and all of that. You know, hey, look, we can look back at a, a more of a young Earth mentality when it comes to creation. Um, Even we, a young universe. Yeah, because we can we can prove that on the Word. Well, there has to be a way where we can get our, our minds wrapped around to be united, not necessarily in the core belief, because I don't know if scientists and Christianity is always going to be in a, on the same 
level playing field. But I think as Christians, we need to recognize there is this resistance from the scientific world, and we have to do a really good job, probably a better job than we have done, in, in not buying the, the science, but finding ways to listen to the science and then ask questions. And, and I think Christians always want to go and try to combat this resistance from the scientific world with, with Bible details, when really, if we would just sit back and just ask questions, even if we already know the answer, mm-hmm. just ask questions. And I, I think that even through this article, some of the comments, we could go through some of these comments and, and just ask questions, and they would begin to unravel because they don't have the answers for it. Yeah, so a good example of that is, as we stated at the beginning, the idea of the theory that all matter is neither created nor destroyed. Yeah. So how's that happen? So so how's that happen? So many scientists, uh, astronomers believe in the Big Bang theory. Like that's they they wholeheartedly believe in that theory. Uh, there are other theories, by the way. I'm not smart enough, nor am I <laughs> taught enough to know what those theories are or how to even explain them. Um, but but taking the Big Bang theory. There's a natural challenge to that. If you really believe in science and you really believe that you can prove that matter is neither created nor destroyed, well, then how did the Big Bang Theory happen scientifically? Because you, how do you get everything we see, which with now the James Webb Telescope, we see a lot. I mean, it's it, the universe is vast with all kinds of planets and stars and galaxies. Um, how does that come out of nothing? <laughs> like, no matter... All of a sudden, there's all this stuff that just forms very quickly, as as we know, as to stump them. So the natural question is, how could that possibly be true if not for a god? Um, and this gets to St. Francis of Assisi, the whole idea of the intelligent designer. Um, it, when we look at ourselves, our own bodies, when we look at our earth, when we look at animals, when we look at our universe, it has to be designed. By logic and reason, it has to be designed. It didn't just happen out of randomness, random chance, all these things went right. Like, it just does not make logical sense for that to be the case. Now, there is, uh, there is I think, biblical standing to take what we read in this article from Forbes about the James Webb Telescope and what it found, um, and understanding that it matches up with what Scripture says. Now, you can choose to reject Scripture or not. That's your choice. But the story that is in the Bible of how creation began makes sense in light of what this Forbes article tells us. It kind of blows away. I don't know what you're going to read, but it blows away that last line. Actually, is that the last line of the article? No. Uh, the line that I have frozen, it's you just don't expect the early universe to be able to organize itself that quickly. The galaxy should not have had time to form. It, it, intelligent design, like it had to be designed. I got a feeling that's going to fit whatever you're going to read. Correct. So uh, if we go into Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 3, it says this. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness night, and evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Now, what I almost never hear people say when they go through this is that how we judge day and night is very clear to us as humans, right? 
moon, mm-hmm. sun. That's how we judge day and night. Okay. Well, unless you're on the coast and it's like fog or rain. <laughs> <laughs> but the sun does rise and the it's liquid. Yes, it's a liquid sun. <laughs> um, but uh, but this is uh, to to put this in context. This is the first thing that God says. He creates light and darkness, and calls the light day, darkness night. There is no sun and moon yet. If you go all the way down to uh, chapter or to verse fourteen, then God said, "Let lights appear in the sky." So this would be the fourth day. Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day. So in the first day of creation, God creates light and dark. By the fourth day, God actually creates the universe. We know if you read verses uh, verses 6 and 9, where he talks about day 2 and day 3, that he's already beginning to build the earth. He's already beginning to create the earth. So, whether you're a new earth, new universe, old earth, older, old universe person, we're not going to get into that today. No matter where you fall on that spectrum or on that line, it is very clear that God did all of this in very swift order. And that God was the one that put the stars in the sky. He created the sun. He created the moon. And what we find as we get into this is that he created it for us. Not for himself, he created it for us. Which is pretty cool. I don't disagree. <laughs> so, going back to our previous question, do you think, I, this is probably a biased question because we both agree on this, but do you think it's it's it would be right for a scientist uh, astronomer specifically, or astrophysicist, I guess, to to take this story into account in light of what we're seeing with James Webb's space telescope, that the universe is not nearly as old as they think it is. So if that's true, if if these these planets and these galaxies, these stars, if they all formed really, 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 really fast, faster than they could have ever expected them to, does that lend more credence or less credence to the story of found in Genesis? Well, from our side, I would think it leads more, right? Um, from the scientific, I just I think brings more question that they're going to dive into the scientific side of it than they're going to give the, the legitimacy of Scripture. Um, so they should. I mean, I would agree with you. I mean, they, they should, but will they? I don't know. I, gotta, I, I mean, I, I would hope there's Christian scientists out there that would take what you just read into consideration um because out of out of out of the whole creation story um i guess if you're watching today i i think for me where where one of the crossroads comes between church and culture is probably more in the 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 pastoral leadership um 
So maybe a note for pastors, uh, if you're watching, or maybe you go to a different church, you know, I mean, ask, ask your pastor where they stand on, on creation. Um, you, must, you must have creation as your foundation. Um, yeah. Because it's all God, it's all Christ. I mean, it's, it, it is the God Almighty of the universe. You've got to have that. So when I read an article like this, and they say, well, we don't just expect the universe to organize that quickly, it hasn't organized that quickly. It's been since the beginning of time. It's just that you have a piece of glass now that lets you see closer to the beginning of time. Right. You know, and and that's that's huge. So as Christians, we've got to have that. So I don't know. Even as I, I mean, if you're watching, you're not a pastor. I mean, you've got to you've got to come to your grips with Genesis and the creation story, and understand that this really is no surprise. And that's kind of why it's probably like a non-issue for me because I read that and go like, okay, I. So now we can see closer to to Genesis one. Um, I I get it. Um, well, uh, it's just I, I find it funny. It, we 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 continue to progress in technology, which is great. I mean, there are things that we can do. I mean, you think about it today. Every single person, no matter how poor they are in the United States, lives way better than kings did. 200, 300 years ago. I mean, like, well, I don't have anybody feeding me grapes and fanning me. No, but I mean, they didn't have running water. They didn't have toilets. That's true. <laughs> I, I like having plumbing. I mean, that's a pretty nice thing. They didn't wa- have a washer and a dryer. So, I mean, they didn't have a phone in their hand like this that can dive into any book, any information that they want, watch movies. Like You can read about other galaxies on that. You can you can see images from a space telescope. Like That's pretty cool. Think about think how G- Galileo, man. What what would he have done <laughs> if he had had something like this? He had uh, had a computer it, that controlled a space telescope. Yeah. I mean, that dude would have lost his yeah. mind. You imagine if he was brought back from the dead or resurrected or something? Be totally lost. Galileo would be like, "What is going on here?" Um, the other, the other scripture that I'd like to share, I, I think, is important. Um, I hear people, uh, students, have made this this charge to me when I've talked about these sorts of things. Well, just because Genesis said that, that was written a long time ago, <laughs> and um, you know, any of them that are really in the know will know that came down from oral tradition first. It didn't come down as written word first. You know, that's just the truth. Um, so it can't possibly be true. Why are you taking that as as real? Like, that's meant to be a story. It's poetic language. What, I mean, those are the sorts of things that as pastors we we tend to right. get challenge on. Um, so I, I'll jump to the New Testament, <laughs> to, to John, uh, John chapter 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. So God existed before everything else. The Word being God, Jesus himself. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Again, the Word being Jesus. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, meaning Jesus, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. Now, remember what we read in that first verse from Genesis. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Jumping down to verse 10, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. God created everything, and that's, I think, the point of the show today. You know, we used the Forbes article, we used this James Webb telescope stuff to to make the point that God did create everything. And that, as you said before, it is such a foundational and crucial piece to being a Christian. If, if, if you do not believe that God created, 
then you don't believe everything about God. And and taking a part a na- part of His nature, part of His His who He is away, means you don't have a full picture of God. Right. So, and that's trouble in your in your faith. It, it, it is. It, it, how do you walk in faith and not have that, right? Or or have the mentality of like, well, man, I just don't know. He here's here's where I look at this whole this new aha moment that we've just discovered that was created in our galaxy life, uh, in our universe. Um, the uh, scripture in Isaiah 25, verse 1, it says this. This is my, I just read this this morning, and I just think it's like really cool. Um, um, it says, uh, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things. And get this, these wonderful things that were planned long ago. Mm. So I go back to this um, this this lady, uh, uh, Erica. Um, the galaxy should not have had time to form. Uh, the scripture you read, I mean, there, there was time for it to form. It just happened like in hours, or actually, probably a snap of the finger kind of thing, right? Um, so, I think for us as human people. Discovering all all that this thing has discovered, you're still in. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna say in Hermiston, Oregon, in Eastern Oregon, in a desert, uh, brown, living in sand and rocks, and you got this whole new universe, galaxy type of you know illustration to look at, and yet God planned you long ago for a time as this, with plans and purposes for you to live in this galaxy. Uh, at this moment, and and just be in awe of what God can do through you and in you, and how you can impact culture. And we see that in the revivals that have been going on. Um, you know, it's interesting. That was planned long ago. It's interesting what you just said made me think. You think about we we've talked already multiple times today about how vast the universe is, and this telescope has shown us that, right? And how small we are. As as you know, Tiny. from a, from a from a size perspective, we are we are <laughs> smaller than a grain of sand when you talk about the u- size of the universe, and I think you hit the nail on the head. But yet, we're the most important and significant thing in the universe to God. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Like that is cool. If you needed hope today, that's 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 it. That's, that's hope that that He was willing to sacrifice Himself. God was willing to come into time and space into a broken, fallen place to sacrifice his life for you because you mattered that much to him, even though he made all these beautiful things. I mean, you look at that picture from the James Webb Telescope, the deep the deep field. It is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen as yeah. far as pictures. I mean, it is a beautiful... It, it's, it's mind-blowing, and it, it literally gave me chills when I saw it the first time. I'm like, wow, look what God did. Like That's, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. And... If I can encourage you as a Christian, if you're somebody who gets, you know, <laughs> I, I I probably shouldn't say this, but if you get bent out of shape over the creation versus evolution stuff, or you get bent out of shape about, you know, whether people in the church exactly believe exactly what you do about this, that, or the other when it comes to creation, can I, can I just encourage you? Um, what we know for sure is that God did it, <laughs> that, that those details ultimately don't really matter. Um, I, I think it is likely and certainly possible, but probably more likely 
that when scientists look and they see, quote unquote, the age of the universe, whether it's carbon dating or whether it's, you know, how far something weighs in light years or what, however they do it. I, again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. I think a lot of that is just we as human beings have limited capacity for knowledge. Um, and what we see as time or as age is just because that's how God works and and that's the evidence that we have. That's the best way we can understand what God did. It's not that it was necessarily 65 million years or 700 billion years, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, it's just that's how that's the best explanation that we can come to scientifically where we're at right now. That it's not because that's the actual answer, but that's the best that they can come up with. And so don't get don't get out of out of sorts on those details because it really doesn't matter if they're right or wrong on that. What matters is God did it, and you need to believe that because that's so. That's the crucial part of your faith. So when you said we're going to talk about this today, and, and my reaction to you was like, I don't really care. I mean, I think that's what I even said. It's like, well, because I didn't know where I was going to go with it. But I, I mean, just in talking, because we didn't do a long pre-show on this. That's true. Uh, we actually time. spent more time talking about family stuff and yeah, whatnot. We did. <laughs> um, but but to come to the to the end here and go like, okay, maybe you just need encouragement that you are something to God, that yeah. God sees you. Uh, he sees you clearer than a telescope. He sees you in the middle <laughs> of of what we think now is a mind-blowing you know, part of our universe when really it's been there the whole time. Right. Um, we just didn't see it before. Right. So I guess I, I'm encouraged to know, like, okay, there's things about my life that I, I don't see that I can't wait to see because yeah. as I follow God and I, follow, I fall deeper in love with Jesus every day, more things are revealed right? There's more things revealed about my life. There's always the next adventure. There's always the next step God has for me. And, and that brings excitement. E- even in a, maybe a, a hard day, a depressing day, maybe a downer day, um, uh, the article uh, has one more line. I got I to just go one more line because it's, it's a great line. Um, it says this telescope is on the cusp of rewriting astronomy textbooks. Mm-hmm. What's God ready to rewrite in your life? Well, and I think right? that and that goes back to what you said just a moment ago about the the revival that we've been seeing breaking out across our planet. Um, it, it's because people are starting to realize that, as we've said, yeah, the universe is beautiful, and yes, we are a small, 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 small piece of that universe from a physical standpoint. But yet, we are the most important. I mean, God says in in I believe it's in Hebrews. I might be wrong about that, but it, Hebrews or Colossians, that we're above the angels. Like, we are more significant significant to God than the angels. He created us above them um, in priority to him. That's, a, that's I mean, Jesus, keep this in mind. God didn't sacrifice himself for Lucifer and the angels who fell, but he did sacrifice himself for you. Right. That's that's huge. Let yeah. revival take place because this is yep. this is awesome news. Yep. It's good. Yep. And so, I mean, I know, I know God's got this next step for you. Uh, don't be afraid to jump into that. And, uh, man, God is just so good. And, you know, what a blessing to be able to see something through a new lens. Um, and maybe God's got something for you to look at differently through a new lens that he's trying to get you to look through for your own life. And uh, he'll bless you in ways that you don't expect. And, I mean, like my latest blessing is this. I'm down to one size cup, uh, just just one one a day. And, I mean, I this is all this is a blessing to me. A half gallon. It's a half gallon of coffee. I mean, God is good. I'm telling you. It's awesome. <laughs> If you haven't seen the pictures, go look them up. They're worthy to be looked at and to be, it should create awe in you because God is awesome. He created an amazing universe in which 
we get to live and exist. That's what a what a cool thing. It's awesome. And he loves you. Um, don't forget Sunday. Tune in ten thirty in the morning. You are not going to want to miss if you can be here in person. Be here in person on Sunday morning at ten thirty a.m. But if not, check us out. The video will be recorded. Um, it'll be live streamed at ten thirty. We are not on Facebook on Sunday. Not on Facebook anymore. anymore. Nope. So uh, make sure you tune into our app. Where, where are we on Lime? So you can see us live on our website, herbnaz.church. Uh, you can also go to the Google Play Store or the uh, App Store for I, uh, Apple, and uh, you can download the Herbnaz app, um, and you can watch us there. Um, if you have the app, you can or online uh, on the website, you can actually text so uh, chat with us uh, during the service. So that's always fun to do. Um, you can also uh, you can also if you have Roku or Apple TV, uh, you can go and watch that. And I think also uh, Amazon Prime TV uh, also has us the Amazon Prime devices and have, YouTube, and also on YouTube Live. Man. So we're Good. so we're only cutting out Facebook. Only Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Right. Facebook just, you know, we love them but they 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 struggle sometimes to make our live stream continue. So we're yeah. we're just going to move on. All right. Enjoy so. lunch. Thanks for being with us. See you next time.